And then it got to the point where I was like, you know what, like, I, I want to break this generational curse, I guess you can say, that um, my lineage has because of their lack of awareness of mental health. Our next generation needs us now more than ever to show them what it means to live a happy, healthy, wholehearted life. Balance Period is here to equip you with the tools you need to incrementally improve your quality of life and be the best example possible for our next generation. Let's learn and grow together. Welcome to another episode of the Balance Period Podcast, the show where we equip you with the tools you need to more mindfully manage your energy so you can feel good, function at your best, and lead by example. I am one of your hosts, Raymond Ashiel, aka Recovery Ray. And the bald sage. All right. Now, we are going to start this episode off as normal with a mindful moment before we introduce another very special guest as we observe Women's Mental Health Awareness Month. So I'm going to guide us through a couple rounds of balanced breathing. That is six-second inhale, six-second exhale. And I want you to really focus on where you're breathing, right? We're going to inhale through our nose, and I also want you to exhale through your nose, too. This is going to be a great practice because we want you to incorporate balanced breathing into your everyday life. And it's important that we breathe through our nose because that helps us to filter the air that comes in a lot more effectively. So we're going to inhale through our nose, exhale through our nose, six seconds in, six seconds out. I'm going to count us through it. Then I'm going to hand it over to Nick for a brief awareness exercise. All right. So remember, folks, on your posture here, act as if you have a string attached to the top of your head that's gently pulling you upward. I'm going to count us down three, two, one, and we'll get started. Three, two, one. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale, two, three, four, five, six. Exhale, two, three, four, five, Six, continue to breathe in this pattern. As you continue to breathe, take a moment and notice the sensation of the air entering through your nostrils, going down the back of your throat, filling and expanding your lungs. Notice what it feels like without judgment. And notice what it feels like to exhale, to have the air come back from your lungs up to your throat and out your nose. And just notice the peace that comes with slowing down for a moment. Thank you all for joining us today for this mindful moment. Yes, man, it's nice. I know we talk about it after every mindful moment, but I know as it pertains to balanced breathing, when I do that just in my everyday life, like, I, I swear my, like, vision gets clear. Now, I, I just got a new prescription, so naturally it's clear from that new prescription. But just bringing my awareness to the here and now, I don't even realize how much I don't pay attention to my breathing until I do pay attention to my breathing. And so, like, my yeah. my presence in that moment is just so different because I'm incorporating this just – it's somewhat slow, right, when you first start to do it, but it kind of – you get used to it through practice, so – Remember to incorporate more balanced breathing into your day. All right. So as I mentioned before, we have another special guest on our show today. As we are observing Women's Mental Health Awareness Month, we are bringing on women each episode to share their story and their experience with investing in their mental health 
even some of the struggles that they may have experienced along that journey. And so who better to have on the show than a mental health advocate? And so we would love to welcome Daniela Ayala to the show. Daniela, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So I want to give you the space now to formally introduce yourself and share with everyone a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Okay. So as Ray said, uh, my name is Daniela. I'm originally from Northwest Indiana. Um, I'm from East Chicago to be specific. I moved to Griffith at a young age and I went to Griffith High School. Um, I then went to Purdue University out in West Lafayette, Indiana, and I received my bachelor's in psychology. Uh, right now, I am pursuing a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling through Capella University. And then afterwards, I will be pursuing a doctorate's degree in clinical psychology. Um, as of right now, I am a case manager for the state of Indiana um, for Lake County and Porter County. And um, with that role, I pretty much just work with um, individuals with intellectual and physical disabilities. Um, you know, I try to help them achieve um, an independent life as much as possible. Um, I provide them re with resources and services to help them achieve that kind of lifestyle. That is, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you for the work that yeah. you do because it's well needed. Thank you. All right, so I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into your story. And I know you mentioned okay. that you originally went to college to pursue mm -hmm. psychology. And so mm -hmm. what prompted you to make this what it is that you want to do with your life? Okay, so we're going to get really personal. All right, I hope that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, but yeah, mental health has been something that has been like an ongoing theme in my life ever since I was a child, like ever since as young as I could remember. Um, so I guess I were going to get personal. Um, I'm going to share my diagnosis. And this has also been an ongoing thing. Um, I, I had a, like a first set of diagnosis when I was younger and started attending therapy. Um, I want to say I started going to therapy when I was in like sixth grade, um, which is where I got my first set of diagnosis. And then um, as I like further talk about my experience, I got a second set of diagnosis um, just last year. So, um, and of course this all contributes to like my passion for psychology and mental health. Um, so when I was younger, um, a few years before sixth grade, I wanna say maybe third grade, um, I just, you know, started having really weird thoughts, um, very depressive thoughts, I guess you can say. And um, I also started to have um, what people consider as visual and auditory hallucinations. And um, as like a young child, you know, that is not, quote unquote, normal, you know, like a child isn't thinking, at least in my situation, um, my thoughts and my experiences, a regular, you know, third grader isn't thinking about those things or experiencing those things. So um, fast forward to uh, sixth grade, and these experiences and these thoughts are getting um, stronger. And that's when I finally express it to um, my older brother, actually. And um, he expresses it to my parents. Um, I was afraid to express it to my parents just because um, I come from a Hispanic background and within the um, Latino community, mental health isn't, you know, readily spoken about. It's not believed, like it's not a real thing. Um, so my brother was kind of my advocate and, you know, helped me out into talking to my parents about it and um, getting me to uh, seek proper treatment. And that's where I started to attend therapy um, for the first time in uh, sixth grade. And I got my diagnosis of major depressive disorder with psychotic episodes. So ever since then, 
um, I started attending therapy. And um, the further I got into therapy, they would, you know, based off everything that I would tell them, um, they recommended me to a psychiatrist. But each time we got to the point where I was referred to a psychiatrist, that's when my mom was like, no, you know, my daughter isn't crazy. She doesn't need a psychiatrist. And they would take me out of therapy. And it would be a cycle like this up until I went to college, you know, like throughout all of um, or the rest of elementary, middle school and high school, where I would start going to therapy. I would get referred to a psychiatrist. Um, my mom would stop taking me. And then like a few months or maybe a year or two later, I would get extremely depressed um, and have suicidal ideations. Um, and I would express it to my brother. And it would just be that cycle throughout all those years. Um, after a while, I kind of um, sucked it up and was like, you know what? I'm not crazy. My mom's right. And I kind of just um, didn't put mental health in the forefront of my mind. Like, I was just like, you know what? It's not real. Like, I, I was kind of, I don't want to say brainwashed, but I was kind of like convinced, like, you know what? It's all in my head. Like, it's not real. Um, and then I got to college where I was, you know, completely alone. I didn't have the guidance of like my mom or dad or my brother or anything. And that's when I really had to face my mental health. Um, and college wasn't the best experience because of that, um, because I didn't have the proper treatment for um, my mental conditions. Um, after uh, college, after I graduated and I moved back home, um, I had what I like to call a mental health crisis. And um, this occurred of March 2021, so a, a little over a year ago. Um, and with this mental health crisis, I, I was just, um, quote unquote, going crazy. <laughs> like, there was one day in my apartment where I was just like, you know what, like, I, I don't feel okay. Like, I feel very overwhelmed with life. Um, I don't know what's going on. I'm having these cycles of like, what I now know is mania, and then these cycles of depression. And I, it was just very hard to understand and control. So I decided to um, go to the hospital and admit myself into a psychiatric ward. And this is where um, I got my second set of diagnosis. So my second set of diagnosis is bipolar disorder 2, um, general anxiety, PTSD, and schizoaffective disorder. Um, and then ever since then, I got released um, after a week. And ever since then, I've been going to therapy. Um, and I've also been um, visiting a psychiatrist like every month or two. Um, originally, I was placed on medication but I honestly didn't like it. Um, me personally, I know everybody has their own uh, preference and I know some people do need that medication. So um, I'm not here to like slander medication because I do know it's needed. But for me personally, it just wasn't working. Um, it had too many negative side effects. Um, and I feel like that's what kind of, um, not persuaded, but that's what kind of like, like made me more passionate about the field because b before that, before I started taking medications, I wasn't planning on going to um, graduate school and pursuing a career in the mental health field. I was just kind of like, okay with like my psychology degree and like getting any job that I could get with it. But ever since that experience, and then kind of like just like sitting and like reflecting on like my past experience with mental health, I was like, you know what, like this has been my whole life. This is something I'm passionate about. And especially within you know, um, ethnic communities where mental health isn't highlighted. I, I want to be that like person, like I want to be that voice for other individuals that may be in my shoes right now or in the past that need that voice. 
Um, and then that's when I decided to pursue the the master's degree in uh, clinical mental health counseling um, and just, you know, incorporate other therapeutic methods that doesn't involve medication. Yeah. Wow. Well, first and foremost, Sorry. thank you. No, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I, I re, re, really appreciate that. I think there was a lot of powerful points that you made throughout. One that I kind of want to start with, because it seems like it's influenced your desire to be a mental health advocate, but the fact that your brother was your advocate early on in your journey, right? To have someone there to kind of be that middleman for you to help you get what you need when you needed it before you knew how to do it, you know, for yourself. So can you talk a little bit more about just that relationship that you've been able to build with your brother from that over these years? So my brother, he's like, I want to say like two years older than me, like two, three years older than me. Um, And I'm going to be honest, we like never got along growing up. We never, ever, ever got along. Um, I mean, we would have our good moments, you know, um, as any sibling. But for the most part, I like, I can honestly say we didn't get along that much. Um, And, but I feel like those moments where like, he really saw like my mental health, like declining and like not being stable like at the end of the day like no matter how much like we like argued and bickered and didn't get along I was still his little sister um and I feel like there was a lot of times during our childhood that like I would truly feel like he didn't love me but whenever I would have those moments where like he was really speaking for me um to my parents I like that's like probably one of the first times where I was like, wow, like he he really does love me because, you know, like if he didn't, he wouldn't care. He'd be like, okay, you know, she's crazy, quote unquote, like I'm gonna just let her like be her. But he he really saw and understood um, really the, the importance of mental health before we even knew what it was, before even what I knew what it was. Um, and I feel like that really spoke out to me and that made me really want to seek a, a good relationship with him but I I will say that he was one of the first people that really inspired me to like take a stand because I like that that he was that person for me and mm. that's what I mean by like I want to be that person for others so. that's awesome that's what's up. wouldn't it be nice to have a reminder to pause breathe and reconnect to the present moment you can now get yourself a piece of mindful merch from the Balance Period store that will help you do just that. Each item in our store rocks our logo, which is designed to prompt you to pause, observe a deep breath, and remember that you are whole and you are enough, and you have everything you need in this moment to experience peace, regardless of what's happening outside of your control. As a listener of this podcast, you get free shipping on any order from the Balance Period store. Just use the code PODCAST at checkout to get your discount. Visit shop.balanceperiod.com and get your mindful merch today. That's shop.balanceperiod.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, so I wanted to ask about your journey of uh, self-acceptance and all of this, especially, like you said, coming from an ethnic community. I mean, we grew up kind of similar to where it wasn't if you had mental health issues, you pray about it and then you was fine and you, you know, continue yeah. on your journey. <laughs> so and understanding what you were dealing with, especially once you got to college and being like, you know what, I need to do this for myself. What got you to say, OK, yes, I'm going to do this for me. So, um. Honestly, I, I it might be this kind of might be mixed with like my bipolar disorder, 
but I would just always have these like phases where like just different like phases in like life like throughout like the Mm -hmm. year at least like let me put it like in a year like um and I was just thinking about this a few weeks ago like uh so usually like towards the end of winter early spring I feel like I'm in the middle of like equilibrium like I'm not manic I'm not depressed like I'm just like equal and then you start getting further into spring and then like the summer and I'm like very manic I'm having a manic episode and then start getting into like late summer and then into the fall and I'm I'm having a um a depressive episode and then like towards the end of fall um early like winter I'm like um I want to say like I'm on like an at an equilibrium again and it's just that cycle like every single year um and like it just got to a point where like I sat and I realized that like before I got my second set of diagnosis um it, this was after graduating college I, I I sat and I was like, you know, this isn't normal. Like, I, I, I don't think it's normal. Like, I'm seeing other people around me and they're not going through these cycles. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, people have like episodes of depression or episodes of mania, but it's not consistent. And I feel like this consistent, um, th- these like consistent um, situations that were happening to me, I, that's when I kind of sat and was like, okay, like this, this isn't normal. And that's when I went to go seek, you know, proper help. And they, they told me, this is why you're experiencing these things. And I feel like that is what made me accept it. Because before, I didn't know what was going on. So I didn't accept myself. I was very insecure. I did not like who I was. Because I didn't know what was going on. And then it got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, I I want to break this generational curse, I guess you can say that um my lineage has because of their lack of awareness of mental health and that is what you know i was just kind of thinking about my future at that point like what do i want for myself in the future what do i want for my kids like i know this stuff is real but just because i'm ashamed to um kind of like talk about it because of like my family history or because of like my community like is views on mental health that like that 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 in itself is kind of toxic and i don't want to be that person you know like i said i want to be the person to break that kind of curse so that's kind of what encouraged me to really seek help and seek answers and then once i got those answers i was able to really fully accept myself because i finally understood what i was going through you know before i couldn't accept myself because i didn't even know what was wrong so it was hard to accept myself um for the person that i was but now that I have that awareness of the things that I'm going through mentally, it's easier to accept myself, you know? So I hope that answered your question. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. And I think it also highlights just the value of being aware, right? And being self-aware, mm-hmm. understanding yourself and doing, you know, things that will expand your awareness of what's happening in your life so that you can care for yourself and give yourself what you need when you need it. And so one of the things I wanted to learn a little bit more about is how you go about now, like measuring your current state of mental health. Is there um, a certain protocol that you go through to check in with yourself to know exactly where you are? Um, I, I like to journal and I feel like that's something that helps me like measure where I'm at. So one thing I've been doing um, pretty recently is each month I'll have two like themes that I want to journal about. And in the beginning of the, like, not in the beginning of the month, but, like, prior to that month, when, where I know that, like, I'm at a good mental state, 
I'll kind of write down like certain like words that'll like not help me remember, but like just the way I'm feeling, you know, like, you know, if I'm in a good mental state, like happy, for example, like happy, calm, relaxed. And then when I get to that point where I start to journal, I see if those words align with how I'm feeling. And if they're not, then that's kind of how I measure like, you know what, I'm not doing so great right now. I'm maybe entering a depressive episode or a manic episode or whatever the case may be. So I feel like journaling um, is probably like my main go-to. And it might sound a little cliche, you know, like, oh, journaling, everybody does that. But I really do encourage journaling just because it's an awesome tool for self-awareness, you know, self-exploration. And um, that that is what I use to measure like my current mental state, because it's one thing to kind of like just like sit and like think about how you feel compared to actually writing it down because you can see like, oh, wow, like I, I didn't know I felt this way until like I wrote it down and I'm reading it back to myself like, wow, you know, that was powerful what I just read, especially a week from when I write it. It's like, oh, I didn't know last week I was feeling pretty down until right now that I'm reading what I read. So that's that's the main tool that I use um, to kind of measure where I'm at mentally. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Now that we talked about how you measure where you are mentally, you mentioned that you go through different seasons to where you're experiencing different things in your mental health. And you also mentioned that you've had a back and forth relationship with medication along this journey. So how do you go about caring for yourself when you are in a depressive state or in a manic state or even when you are in this equilibrium state what do you do to care for yourself during these times so i have a lot of different things um one of like the main things like i mentioned before is journaling um that is definitely one thing i i do consistently um i wouldn't say on a daily basis even though that is the goal but definitely um, a few times during the week i journal um i also take time to uh, meditate um, so I have this app, it's called uh, Headspace, and it's pretty much guided meditations. And I'm I'm at the point right now where I need guided meditations. I can't just like not, like I can't just like sit, close my eyes and meditate. Um, so I do that. Um, and then I also love going to the gym. That is uh, one thing I am really passionate about. I've played sports, you know, all my life growing up. So I almost feel like it's natural for me. And when I go to the gym, it's kind of like an escape. Um, so that is definitely one thing I do to maintain my uh, mental health. Um, on top of the gym, I also love going on runs. So if the weather is nice outside, um, I do that. Um, another thing that I do, and so I I believe in God, you know, so this is my thing. But I, I study the Bible. Um, I am very, I wouldn't consider myself religious. I would consider myself more spiritual. Um, and when it comes to the Bible, I really find it as, a great manifestation tool. Um, so I take time to, you know, read the Bible, study the Bible, and, you know, kind of um, decipher, like, what are some themes or what are some, like, lessons that I could apply to my life today? Because when it comes to the Bible, there are some things that, like, is meant to be taken literal, but there's other things that shouldn't. And those things that shouldn't be taken literal, I find very fascinating because I find, like, the like the manifestation techniques within like those stories um so that is one one of the biggest things that i do to kind of help maintain my mental health um and i kind of found like through through my studies and through my own personal experience um i found that like having like a spiritual like belief whether you know it's god or like buddha or like whoever like just having that like spiritual belief has um contributed to an increase in mental health so nice that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing those. Hey, if you're listening, 
rewind that and listen to it again because she offered up several <laughs> ways that are practical and that are simple and sustainable to helping to you know promote your mental well-being so thank you thank you for sharing those it's time to take your sustainable self-care system to another level we partnered with whoop so you can get the latest and most advanced health and fitness wearable on the market for free with the all-new whoop 4.0 you will get the most accurate measurements of how the self-care habits you practice influence the quality of your life You can finally take the guesswork out of deciding which self-care habits will actually help you feel good and function at your best. Visit join.whoop.com forward slash balance period and order your free Whoop 4.0 today. That's join.whoop.com forward slash balance period. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, so now we're going to enter the part of the show where we ask you these last couple questions. Okay, so this first one here, what three words would you use to describe the relationship you have with yourself and why would you use those words? Um, three words to describe the relationship with myself. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use three words to describe myself like in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I would say is versatile. And I'm going to like take a break to like describe them. So the first uh, one I would say is versatile. And I would I feel very strongly to that word just um, because of the experiences I had growing up. I feel like I can definitely fit myself in any situation, any environment. Um, I feel like I'm very adaptable. So I, I don't feel like I'm a person that just belongs in one space. I feel like I'm able to be in different spaces um, and do it naturally. So I feel like that's that's one word I would describe myself as. Um, another one, like I said, spiritual. Um, I feel like that's also been something that's been um, consistent throughout my entire life. Um, ever since I was younger, I, I did grow up religious, but my mom did have some more spiritual than religious beliefs. And I feel like I've always held on to that. Um, and I feel like having that like spiritual core has also helped me with my mental health. So I would say spiritual is another word to describe myself. Um, and lastly, I would say determined. Um, I every, Anything that I want in life, I am determined to get it. Um, no matter how hard the task is, no matter the obstacles that are in my path, um, I am determined to get what I want. Um, so those those are the main three three words that I would say to describe myself. Awesome. All right. The last question that we have for you, I'm going to set the scene a little bit. All right. So the whole world is listening. All right. And you have one minute, one minute to share whatever you want to with the world. What message would you share with the world? The message that I would share to the world, um, you know, this is this is your life. Um, Do everything and anything that you want and can do in this life, not caring about what other people think. You know, you waste so much time worrying about what others think or how you're going to look or how you're going to be perceived or if this is going to work. And none of this matters. Okay, <laughs> like, you know, like none of this truly matters. Um, we only, you know, live once like this is this is our time. You are the main character of your life. So why waste it on, like I said, things and thoughts that don't matter. It's better um, said than done. But when you really get into that mindset of like, you know what, like I am in control of my life, like nobody else, 
things really do start to, to turn. So um, if that's, you know, one message that I want to put out to the world is that you are the main character of your life and don't let anybody or anything make you feel otherwise. Mm. Man, that's powerful. Yeah. That's a mic drop right there. Yeah. Just go ahead and drop it after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Daniela, for being on the show, for sharing your story with us. I want to give you the space now to share with everyone how they can, you know, get in contact with you and support what it is that you're currently working on in your mental health advocacy efforts. Yeah, thank you. So um, currently, I am in the process of also starting my own podcast. Um, I teamed up with one of my old college roommates, uh, Caroline, and we are now, you know, in the works of starting a podcast and just starting, um, I guess you can call it like an organization for mental health, um, where we, you know, promote promote mental health awareness, um, provide resources. Um, and, you know, things of that nature, you know, talk about mental health, talk about our experiences a little bit more in detail. Um, right now, um, we, we wanted to launch um, mid-June, but we, you know, Caroline just graduated from graduate school and I'm going to go on vacation. So we do plan to launch this podcast towards the end of the summer. Um, as of right now, um, it's called The Healing Lab, but the name may change. Um, but you can reach me on Facebook. Um, my name is just Daniela Yala. I should be um, pretty easy to find. Um, and then um, just be on the lookout on Instagram because we do have like our social media pages in the works. Um, and like I said, as of right now, it'll be called The Healing Lab. Um, if it does change, I will be sure to let you know so you, you can let your audience know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where you can reach us at. Awesome, yeah, and I will be sure to add links to what Daniela just mentioned in our show notes. So feel free to check them out there. And when the podcast does launch, we will definitely be sharing it on our platform. So you all will see it when it's officially out there. All right. Well, thank you once again for being on Daniela. I'm gonna hand it over to Nick. Nick, is there anything that you wanna leave everyone with today? Yep. Be kind to yourself and be patient with yourself. It's not about the goal, but the experience within the journey. Facts. And for me, we are unable to fill anyone else's cup if our cup is empty. So be sure to prioritize time for self-care. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and develop your sustainable self-care system. Lastly, you don't have to be perfect in order to be great. So be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself as you travel along this journey of becoming the change that you want to see in your family and in your community. Thank you all once again for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. And we look forward to having you tune in next week for our next show. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Balance Period Podcast. If this was your first time listening, welcome. We ask that you listen to three episodes of the show and pull out one thing that you learn from each to incorporate into your daily lives. If you are a returning listener, we appreciate your continued support. As you know, all we ask is that you take something that you learn from today's episode and use it to continue to develop your sustainable self-care system. For both new and long-time listeners, there's one more thing that we ask. Don't just take what you learn to improve your quality of life. Share this show with one other person so they can do the same. Lastly, be sure to prioritize time each day to pause, breathe, and remember that you are whole and you are enough and you have everything you need in this moment to experience peace, regardless of what's happening outside of your control.
Enjoy the rest of your day.